You're listening to Comedy Central. June 18, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight is a Democratic Congress member from South LA. Karen Bass is joining us, everybody. We're, we're going to be talking about immigration policy and what some members of Congress are trying to do about it. So we'll be getting to that in a bit. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. First up, if you had a birthday on Saturday and you're wondering why nobody showed up, it was probably because of this. It was a super surprise for Jay-Z and Beyonce fans. The married couple releasing a joint album together for the first time. The blockbuster announcement breaking the internet and causing an immediate reaction around the globe. The new nine-track album called Everything is Love was accompanied by a stunning music video shot in the halls of the iconic Louvre in Paris, the world's largest museum. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> When B and J shoot their video at the Louvre, everyone loves it. But when I do stand up there, people are like, I'm trying to look at the art, asshole. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, only Beyonce and Jay-Z could use the world's greatest museum as their backdrop. <laughs> and you know, and you know that them filming in front of the Mona Lisa has increased its value now. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Because from now on, there's gonna be some people who go there and be like, oh my God, it's that chick from the video. Look. <laughs> That's when you know you're operating at the next level, when the Mona Lisa is your video vixen. <laughs> In other news, President Trump also took it to the next level today. I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. That's a big statement. We are going to have the Air Force and we are going to have the Space Force. <laughs> Separate but equal. There is no place like space. The Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to start, right? He just canceled military exercises on the Korean Peninsula because they were too expensive. Now he's literally blasting that money into space. The same guy. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't know if you picked that up, but separate but equal? Yeah, why would he say that? It's almost like Trump is sneaking racist Easter eggs into his presidency now. He's like, and introducing the mascot for Space Force, Jim the Crow, everybody. <laughs> everybody give it up for Jim. Let's move on to our main story. Immigration. From the start of Trump's time in office, his administration has been working hard to shut that shit down. They cut down on visas, they kicked out refugees, they screwed over the DACA kids, and even ramped up deportations. So it's a scary time to be an immigrant in America. In fact, it's gotten so bad that during the World Cup, all the announcers on Telemundo have started whispering. Like, he passes to the winger and go. <laughs> 
Every day, the Trump administration has been inching closer to their goal of being the Norway of the West. But after enacting their latest policy of taking children away from their parents at the border, they seem to have hit a wall. The battle over the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy on immigration is intensifying, with lawmakers in both parties condemning it as cruel and inhumane. Members of the president's own party say the policy is un-American. Former First Lady Laura Bush wrote, our government should not be in the business of warehousing children in converted box stores. Evangelicals, people like Franklin Graham calling it disgraceful, Cardinal Dolan called it unjust. The Pope tweeted this. Children must be able to play, study, and grow in a peaceful environment. Woe to anyone who stifles their joyful impulse to hope. Damn, if even the Catholic Church is judging you for how you treat children, <laughs> you're done <laughs> up. And, and it's not hard, it's not hard to see why anyone with a soul is upset, right? We've all heard the stories about traumatized children, the federal government deporting parents but keeping their kids. Uh, we've even seen images of how Homeland Security is holding some of these children in cages. There's no way that you can defend this unless you work at Fox and Friends. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently that cage is not a cage. We got from the Border Patrol some of the images inside these detention facilities. Look, I'm from a farm community. To me, I see the chain link fences. It's more like a, like a security pen to me. You do see some fencing, uh, but keep in mind, it, some have referred to them as cages, but it, keep in mind, this is a great big warehouse facility where they built walls out of chain link fences. Wow. I never ever thought I'd hear a positive spin on detaining children. She's like, look, I'm a cage half full kind of guy, you know? Uh, <laughs> after all, what is a chain link fence if not a wall made of silver linings? I mean, think about it. <laughs> look, man, we're not idiots. A cage is a cage. Can you imagine if Fox and Friends did the announcing for WWE? Those fights would suck. And now we have two great friends standing on a chain link partition. They are really enjoying their time on this fence-like structure. That is in no way a cage. Oh, 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 he's helping him to the ground. Look at that, an opportunity to get a new table. So positive, man, so positive. Now, some have argued that although these images of the cages are disturbing, those kids that have been separated from their parents only stay there for 72 hours, the first 72 hours. After that, they get a free upgrade. Nearly 1,500 boys between 10 and 17 years old now live in a converted big box store. We're shown the boys' rooms, meant for four beds, now with five. Classrooms for civics and English lessons. The kids play video games, shoot pool, and play foosball. They're getting school and soccer and video games and three squares and two snacks and plenty of sleep. They're being fed well. They uh, go on field trips. The staff there give them toiletries, they give them new clothes. The conditions that they're in here in America, where they have good meals, they have air conditioning, they have TV, they're being treated much better than most of the conditions I'm being told they left. Yeah, okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe these detention centers are nicer than where these kids were living in Honduras. But that's not really the point. The point is, the federal government is effectively stealing kids away from their parents. Like, if some guy in an unmarked van took your kids from the park, the last thing you'd be worried about as a parent is how nice the van was or whether they had the good candy. Wouldn't be like, ma'am, your child was kidnapped. Oh, no, by a man driving a Bentley. Oh, oh, wow, oh. Okay, you can stop looking, yeah. You can stop looking. No. 
Nobody's thinking like that. And, and you know what's been particularly shameful? Is how the Trump administration has tried to sidestep the backlash. For instance, this is Kirsten Nielsen, the Secretary of Homeland Security and IKEA bookshelf. According to her, <laughs> the administration had nothing to do with this at all. Parents who entered illegally are, by definition, criminals. By entering our country illegally, often in dangerous circumstances, illegal immigrants have put their children at risk. Congress and the courts created this problem, and Congress alone can fix it. This administration did not create a policy of separating families at the border. We are a country of compassion. We are a country of heart. Okay, no, I'm sorry, that's some bullshit, right? <laughs> that's, that's just some bullshit. You're a country of compassion, a country of heart. You can't do a fatality on someone and then call it friendship. That's not how it works. Because this administration did create this policy, right? It's pretty ballsy to blame Congress for it when three people from your administration already said it was a Trump team idea. This is, it's BS. It's like if Beethoven said that Beethoven's fifth was written by Johann Nepomuk Hummel. First of all, Beethoven, your name is in the title, okay? We know that. And second, we all know that Hummel's work relied more heavily on the piano and on pressing the limits of modernity. Don't even front on that shit, man. <laughs> Sorry, classical music. Anyway. <laughs> and like, here's the thing. Nielsen's deceptiveness doesn't even come close to the commander-in-chief. Because like his Space Force, his lies are out of this world. President Trump falsely blaming Democrats for his own policy. I hate it. I hate the children being taken away. The Democrats have to change their law. That's their law. They were forced. Quiet, quiet, quiet. That's the Democrats' law. We can change it tonight. We can change it right now. I will leave here. No, no. You need their votes. You need their votes. All right, first of all, no one believes that the Democrats are to blame here. The Democrats are like an iPhone 5 at 5 p.m. They have no power, all right? <laughs> in fact, in fact, the Democrats have a bill in Congress right now that would stop the government from separating undocumented kids from their parents. But because no Republicans have signed on, they can't get it passed. So look, President Trump, you've got two options, man. Either you can own the fact that this was your plan all along, and you don't hate this policy of keeping kids in cages, or you can call up the one person in America with more power than you, Beyonce. <laughs> because... Because if anyone knows how to organize an epic release, it's her. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. The World Cup. The World Cup is underway, and I haven't missed a single game. In fact, I put a sign on my office door so that I wouldn't be interrupted, right? <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I know, I could just say that I'm watching soccer, but I don't want my American co-workers to look at me weird. So, that's what I did. For a complete World Cup date, let's go to Roy Wood Jr. and Michael Costa in our sports segment. I apologize for talking while you were talking. <laughs> The World Cup is here, and I'm proud to report America still undefeated. America's not in the World Cup. Exactly. You can't lose, but you don't play, Roy, so... Anyway, 32 other countries are playing in the World Cup, and the favorites are struggling. 
Portugal forced Spain to a tie in their matchup. That makes sense, Roy. They tie in everything. Same peninsula, same language. Different language. Same culture. In fact, I think they tied because they both stopped for a little siesta halfway through the game. That was 100% wrong. Now, yesterday we also saw Switzerland fight the mighty Brazil to a tie. And before that, Argentina and Messi only tied against Iceland. Iceland! A country so small that Bjork was a sub on their bench. That's true. Wow. But the biggest shock so far was that Mexico beat defending champion Germany, which was a literal seismic upset. A huge upset at the World Cup as Mexico defeated the defending champions, Germany. And there were shock waves, literally, in Mexico City. At nearly the same time that one Mexico goal was scored, sensors detected a mini earthquake. The Mexican Geological Service said possibly set off by so many fans jumping in the air all at one time. Think about that, Roy. Mexican fans jumped so hard they set off an earthquake. Ugh. And Trump think he gonna stop these motherfuckers with a wall? But my favorite part of the World Cup is how all the countries from all around the world bring all their unique cultures and traditions to Russia, and Russia does not like it. Now, the strange World Cup story of the day comes from right here in Kaliningrad. The Russian authorities have banned Nigeria fans from bringing chickens to the game as a good luck charm. They say they had several requests from Nigeria fans to bring in chickens. Uh, I've not spoken to any Nigeria journalists or fans who remember ever wanting to bring chickens into a game, but the Russian authorities say that this will be a chicken-free zone on Saturday night. Mm-mm, these Africans crazy. Bringing chickens as a good luck charm? Who does that? Why don't they just cut off the foot of a dead rabbit like a normal person? Ah. But I don't think it's that crazy, Roy. Nigeria, if you want to get those chickens into the game, let me teach you a little white person trick, okay? Take your chicken, put a vest on it, call it your emotional support animal. Yeah. That's yeah. how I got my alligator past the TSA. And if you're watching, Chompy, Daddy loves you, okay? You have a gator that calls you Daddy? A- anyway, it's been an amazing World Cup, and we can't wait to do it again in four years. Uh-oh. Oh, Costa, it just started. This thing goes four more weeks. God damn it. What would Junior Michael cost everybody? We'll be right back. tonight is a Democrat from California who serves on the Foreign Affairs and Judiciary Committees in Congress. Please welcome Congress member Karen Bass. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It really is the perfect time to have you on because of your experience, not just in Congress and on uh, immigration, but also with regards to the child welfare system. Let's talk a little bit about this policy that the Trump administration has now implemented, separating kids from their parents. There's one element that people don't seem to think about, and that is, where are the kids going to go if they're taken away indefinitely? What strain does that put on the U.S. system? Well, first of all, the foster care system is exploding right now because of the opioid crisis. So we don't have enough foster homes now for kids who are abused or neglected. That's the purpose of the system, to protect children. Right. The idea that we would separate children as a punishment and as a deterrent so people won't come and their parents won't do this 
is just egregious. And so at one of the centers, one of the detention centers, they ring a bell different times during the day if one of the children either is going to be reunited with their parents or some other relative, or if the child is going to go to foster care. So that's something they actually celebrate in one of the detention centers. Wow. So my big fear is, is that these kids could actually wind up spending their entire life in foster care, because what happens if the parent is deported? How are they ever supposed to find their children? Because their children could be put in foster care in another state, in another city. How are they supposed to get their children back? This, this, this is, seems like one of those situations where everyone seems to agree on it, and yet there are many who uh, side with Trump. There are many who say, well, I mean, if these people come here illegally, they're breaking the law, and if you break the law, your children are taken away from you, and that's what Congress has to change. How do you respond to that? Well, a couple of things. Uh, many of the people, if not the majority of them, especially from Central America, they are not coming illegally. They are abiding by international law. They are presenting themselves for asylum. That's not illegal. And so because the Trump administration wants to change the asylum laws, they are essentially using this as blackmail. They're holding the children hostage to force Congress to change legal immigration. That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a phrase that we've heard bandied about quite a bit recently, is that the Trump administration is using these kids as leverage. Yes. Uh, we've seen Donald Trump say on numerous occasions, vote. He said, we can vote and we can change this law. But it's, it's not as simple as that, is it? Well, no. And actually, we do know now that this policy is not a law. This is a policy that the Trump administration put into place. So they say Congress did this. No, Congress didn't do it. Right. He could pick up the phone right now and end this if he wants to. He's coming to the House uh, tomorrow to meet with Republicans to try to get them to pass legislation. But there are certain things that he wants. Number one, he wants his wall. Right. He wants $20 billion for a wall that even the Republican members of the House and the Senate, they don't want to spend $20 billion that way. You know, right. They don't like to spend money. So he wants money for the wall. And then he also has a very sinister plan to change legal immigration. He wants to get rid of the visa lottery, and he also wants to get rid of family unification. Now, interestingly, the visa lottery is the primary way that Africans and Asians come into the United States. The other interesting thing is, is that the visa lottery was created to increase the number of Irish that come to the United States, but around 20 years ago or so, it shifted and it's primarily African and Asian. And, and you know that African immigrants are some of the most educated immigrants that come into the country. Right. They want to stop that. Remember, he said he'd like people to come from Norway. From places like Norway, that's correct. And the correct. Norwegians said no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... <laughs> the argument that you hear coming from uh, MAGA fans is that Democrats only want open borders. Is, is that not what you're true. arguing for? You, you just want the borders to be open? That's absolutely not true. Democrats are fine with border security and believe that our borders need to be secure. But Trevor, the real way to address this problem, especially with the population coming from Central America, the people who are fleeing the gang violence, do you know that those gangs, Mara Salvatrucha, that he always talks about, do you know that started in Los Angeles? We deported those gang members to El Salvador. That created the problem in that country. What we need to do is focus on working with the home countries to address some of the reasons why people leave in the first place. So Democrats are calling for full legalization and citizenship for dreamers, mm -hmm. but also let's do comprehensive immigration reform. But cynically, people, they don't want to do comprehensive immigration reform. You know why? Why? Because they're afraid that if the immigrants become citizens, they'll become Democrats.
How cynical is that? <laughs> the, the discussion has now gotten to a point where it feels like there's a deadlock. It feels like Trump is not going to budge on his end. He wants his wall. I've always wondered this. If Trump ran on the wall, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to build a wall, and he won the election, isn't it fair for the Democrats to approve his wall? No, because even the Republicans don't want to do the wall. The wall is ridiculous. You know that... (laughs) You know that most of the wall is on private property, including a lot of Native American reservations. So the wall would be tied up in court for years. Right. The wall is his obsession. It's more symbolic. You have people who support the wall who are nowhere near the border. And so, you know, to me, this is just a part of his playing to his base, and he uses racism to play to his base. And then he tries to get us fighting each other by trying to end the visa lottery, trying to pit, pit African and African-Americans and Asians against Latinos. Right. And so he does that to play to his base very cynically so that his candidates will get elected. And now the Republicans are afraid to split with him because you saw what happened last week. Right. If you voted against Trump, then hey, you get punished. he tweets. And right. you're gone. He tweets and you're gone. The Thanos of Twitter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Before I let you go, I would like to try and, and get from you an idea of how this could possibly begin to be yes. fixed. Because yes. there is an issue of many people coming to the U.S. border with their family in tow. Um, this, this was an issue that plagued the previous administration. Right. Although their policy didn't exa- exacerbate it. So if you have these families at the border... If you have people who are stuck in limbo, what then do you think is a safe solution to, 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 to move the problem forward? How do you, how do you be, begin to fix it? Well, uh, first of all, people, when they present themselves for asylum, we need to process them through the courts. We need to have many more resources so that people can have legal representation. The problem that was faced in the Obama administration was children who were coming alone. Now, those children you do have to place in a facility or in foster care. But there was no reason to separate the families. We do need comprehensive immigration reform. I'm afraid we're not going to get that until we change the House of Representatives and the Senate and the White House. And when that changes, we'll get comprehensive immigration reform. All I can say is uh, good luck to you. It's going to be a hell of a fight, and we look forward to see uh, how it's going to play out. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Congress member Karen Bass, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.